Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today we're going to jump in, just me and you, and we're going to be talking about, I think, something that's really important today, and that is, what is your collections process look like? So often... um, I see that this is not a disciplined part of the business that should be, and I'm going to go over what we do in our process, and hopefully it sheds some light on the different things that you've got to be doing and the way it should be done, because collections is super important. You've got to be collecting the money, and it goes hand in hand with leasing. So you lease the properties up, you collect all the money. If you do those two things, chances are you're going to be running a pretty good little business. And so it's important that you do both, but it's important that you do it with a system and a process. So we're going to get into that and much, much more. But before we do that, a word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Shelly Peterson, Corey's better half. My husband shares amazing stories of the good, bad, and ugly of apartment investing. And while many of you want to do this yourselves, we have found that a lot of you would like to invest alongside with us. If that is you, I want to invite you to get on a short webinar where we discuss our deal room and how you can be a part of our private investor club. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar and register now. You won't be disappointed. Again, go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash webinar and we look forward to sharing our private deal room with you. All right, we're back. So I got to tell you, a couple crazy things are going to go on. We are getting ready to launch our Apartments to Millions teaching course. I think it's April 16th. Anyways, if you are ready and you're looking to get into the multifamily space, I couldn't think of a better time to start. So if you go to A2MLive, A2MLive.com, you can go. And because you listen to this podcast, if you will put in the code called Corey, you can get $1,000 off. So anyways, go to a2mlive.com and then use the code Corey and you'll get $1,000 off for that three-day live course. I'm going to tell you what, that three-day live course is powerful. Everybody that's went to it has raved about it. You will get so much information. You will get fed from a fire hose and it is information every day for three days in a row. It is me teaching and coaching right in front of you and giving you everything that I know and giving you all the stuff that I use in my real world business of owning and operating properties. So anyway, save me up on that offer. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Okay. So as we are going through this leasing and collections process, what I want to do is I want to break down what that process looks like first, and then we'll go into a little bit more details of what happens and it kind of what are our word, the verbiage and wordage that we use and why this is fundamentally so important to your business. Collecting all the available dollars is such a big metric. And at times it's a metric that gets overlooked. And so you've got to make sure that we're collecting the money. So the way that works is this is how we do it on the first of the month, right? 
you have rents due. There's an email, it's a formatted email that should go out that says rents due, right? And now every state has little different nuances. And what we've done is we took our worst state and then we use it as our master. So we kind of have the same process all throughout our properties. Even though we can do it a little bit faster at different properties, it's easier to teach one way, one method. So that's what we've decided to do in our way we work. And our worst property has a 10-day, what's called pay or quit notice, right? And so what we do is we send out an email on the 1st. We send an email out on the 4th, right? Because on the 5th, the 5th is when they are officially late. They're going to get fined and assessed, right? So rent's due on the 1st. They have five days of grace. And on that 4th, we send out, this is like a notice, an email that goes out, but we're also calling and texting because we're getting ready to assess a charge on their account. And we don't like to do that, but we have to do it, right? So email goes out on the 1st, and then another one goes out on the 4th, and usually that's followed with text as well, because we're going to give everybody as much opportunity to pay us, because on the next day, on the 5th, we are going to give notice of pay or quit, pay or quit. And that is... The official notice. Now, everything's a little bit different. Some, we don't post them on the doors, by the way. We stopped doing that a long time ago. I mean, we can, we want to go door to door, but it's really an email. It's email generated. Here's, you're changing from current to now you're on notice, right? In our system, you've now been put on eviction notice. We are going to start the file and they know that's coming, but they already get assessed the fee because they're late, right? Now, from that, from the fifth, to the 15th, right? That's 10 days. We give them 10 days. And this is because our longest property, the state laws, is there's a 10-day notice to pay or quit. And so we use that as our template. So for the next 10 days, it is our PM, property manager's job, is to go get that money. And I'm talking relentless call, text, door knock call, text, door knock, call, text, door knock every day for the next 10 days. They have got to go get that money. We want to be relentless. We want them to know we're not calling. We're not being nice anymore. So, and this is the challenge, right? Like your property manager, I think a lot of them will have issues in this early on when they first start, right? Until you make it conditioned that this is just the way it has to be. You have to take emotion out of it because the private managers, they want everybody to like them, but it really needs to be both. They should fear you and like you. And they got to fear you because they got to know that you're in control and you are running a business and not a free living situation. And so it has to be where we go out and collect the money. So for the next 10 days, it's relentless pursuit of the capital of the dollars, right? And it's actually a relentless pursuit all the way until they pay or they get out. So then on the 15th, like clockwork, we are going to file. We are going to take anybody that has an overdue balance and we are going to take them to court. Now, this costs money. It costs usually about $150 initially. And then there's $50 for every additional one that you, every state's a little bit different, but we've kind of got that mapped out. And then we'll put usually like a $200 charge on their account, right? When we don't want to do that, usually that will disrupt people a lot. And so at that point, we're calling on the 14th, 
we don't want to file. We don't want to have to, but we will. And so those 13th, 14th, and 15th to the day of the 15th calls are super, super important, right? And those texts really, people start all of a sudden bringing in their money. Now, the other thing we stop doing is we don't do partial pay. Partial pay is a good way to create an ATM or a bank, like you're giving loans, short-term loans to everybody, and it's a bad idea. You either got to pay in full or you don't want people coming and paying every two weeks. We don't want to be responsible for that. Plus, if we take partial payment, we can't evict. So it's just not a good idea to even start that process. And so on the 15th, we are then going to file to take your court. And then from there, now you're in a legal process. So you've got to get a court date. And then usually that court date is probably two to three weeks. So it's now the following month, around the 15th of the following month, you'll finally get probably a court date to go to court. And you go to court with all your paperwork. And then you'll win that judgment. And then you can file a writ. A writ is where you can then get a constable to come. You have to pay another fee, usually 29, 30 bucks to get a constable to come to your property and help remove any tenants. Now, in between that, this is why it's so important to go out and door knock and go try to collect that money because you'll have skips. People are going to know they're going to get evicted and they will just leave. They'll leave on their own cognizant. Yeah. On their own willpower. <laughs> I don't want to say a hard word. And so, that happens more often than not sometimes when people know that you're putting the pressure and you're going to start this process, they will then get out of the way and either remove themselves. Now, occasionally the constable has to come and that's not always a fun job, a fun part of the business, but we still have to be disciplined. Now, here's the truth. You are either training your tenant staff or they're training you and you've got to make a decision on which one it's going to be. And listen, this is one of those things that we have had in the past issues with it because we didn't condition our managers and really hold them accountable to it. And so this is why I'm talking about it because this is something that I'm dealing with. And we have redefined what our goals and roles are and who is going to do the work and how we're going to make sure because some managers struggle with this more than others is being the bad guy. And what we've had to really do is some additional training and saying, listen, we're not being the bad person. You're being a business manager. And the business has to survive. It has to be able to go on. And to do that, we have to do the job the business has to do, which is collect money. Or you can't stay because then we need to put someone in that will pay and that wants to take advantage of the opportunities that we give and provide. Hey, would you like to learn more about Kahuna Investments in our deal room? Let's do virtual coffee. Book a 15-minute call with us so we can learn more about your investment goals and how Kahuna Investments can help. Go to kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee to book your call today. Again, that's kahunainvestments.com forward slash coffee. Let's have some virtual coffee and get to know one another. And so that kind of goes this way. Now with student, we have a lot of student housing and it's crazy is that most of these come with parental guarantee. So when their students are late, if you call the kids, may not get nothing. But if you call mom and dad, oh my God, money shows up way fast, way fast. Now, occasionally it doesn't, right? So occasionally there's some issues there. But most of the time, most of the time, you call the guarantors and money shows up quickly. So it's really, really important to make sure that we are leasing properties properly and hold them accountable. And then having an eviction process is able to get them out within two months, right, of the initial being late. 
right? And that seems like a long time. Sometimes it's a little bit faster, usually a month and a half to get all the way through it. But, and then also to have a collections company to turn all those um, people that don't pay into collections, right? And so we can usually get a percentage of that money as well. So what I see happen more often than not is it becomes a little bit lackadaisical. And most times you're worried about leasing and getting all these things done. But the collecting pieces is, if not more important than just leasing itself. And if you don't collect the money and you let it pile up, then they'll never get ahead. They'll always be behind. It'll be systemic. And you will be fighting for that money each and every month, each and every week. And that just leads to the dark side. And so it's better to not go to the dark side because once your tenants get into the habit of being late, they stay there for a very long time, it seems like. And so it takes double the effort to get out of that. And so the goal is to never let them even get even close, right? On the fifth, they're late. You start a process, get your money in, get your money in, get your money in, right? Can I partially pay? No, you can't. We can only take all of it or nothing. Oh, okay. And then call your mom. You're like, let's go. And so by being relentless on that, and you can still be kind, but you can be matter of fact, and this is what we've been teaching and coaching is you have to make the calls, you have to make the text, you got to make it to guarantors, and it is the property manager's responsibility. So a lot of times we're really making this focus. We found that our leasing agent was making these calls, and it's really not shouldn't be made by your leasing agent. It should be made by the property manager. That is the right person to be collecting money. It is the buck stops here. There's like, I'm running the asset. You're behind. You need to make arrangements to get this dealt with. I need it to get to dealt with, or I'm going to have to evict. I don't want to do that, but please help me help you. Right. And so once we put it in the right person's seat and make sure that it was throughout our portfolio, we start getting so much more improvement on all that stuff. And you'll be amazed. Whatever you focus on, you find and you get. Right. So with a property management company, no, same thing for me. Like there's certain things where we were focused on leasing, but we're like, hold on, it's leasing and collections. So we kind of created a sub department for collections and through our controller, he now sends out a daily piece that everybody sees and they're like, oh yeah, we're paying attention guys, right? Over here at corporate, we're paying attention to this money. It is a very imperative that we collect the money. And because we've made it a priority, now everybody else is making it a priority. So it's funny how those things work, but it really is the premises of how to create a good business is you've got to inspect what you expect. And when you do that consistently, people get on board and all of a sudden change starts to happen within your organization. So it has with us, we are much more profitable now than we were only because we made a concerned effort to say, listen, what we were doing was not working. It was not acceptable and we need to make change. And so in your business, these things will happen. And then this can be third-party management as well, because it was even worse when we had third party. They just weren't collecting the money. And so those bad habits had kind of morphed into ours. And we finally just said, no, it's enough. We are not going to accept these types of numbers. We're not. And so the moment we put our foot down, it's amazing. Things start to change. And this really is sometimes it's not about your people. Your people want to do good. But if you're not focused on it, they're not focused on it. So it's really just making sure that the eye is on the prize, leasing and collections. They go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And you need them both, right? You've got to be able to keep your property filled up with new potentials as people come and go. And then you've got to make sure you get all the money that is owed to you. That is the requirement. That is what is needed. And guys, it seems simple, but it's way more difficult than you think about it because who's tracking how many calls you get? 
how many calls are made, right? Who's looking to the software to make sure they're doing it right? And so in the beginning, when we started this, we're like, oh yeah, I made a call, I made a call. If it's not in the notes, you didn't make a call, right? We look at those notes now almost every day. Where are your notes? What'd you do yesterday? Did you call yesterday? I better see some activity, right? The notes is how we know whether or not your staff is doing the work. And once they know that you're paying attention, it's an amazing thing what happens. They respond, right? And as they respond, you'll start seeing your dollars in your bank account go up. And it's a beautiful thing. So I wish that it was one of those things where it was on autopilot. Now, let's talk about autopilot, though. There is a way to help this, right? It is called portal adoption. So that's another thing. We have initiated a 98% portal adoption policy where we're trying to get almost all our tenants to pay online. And we really want them to set up an ACH with their bank account, which is what most people do, but some people still choose to pay online, but they'll still pay online, but they'll pay it when they want to. And we want to make sure that we can do it a little differently. So anyways, that's my experience is that the portal adoption, getting everybody to pay online to use their credit cards. And here's why. That ACH will try three or four or five times to ping their money, right? So it'll try on the first, second, third, fourth, fifth. It's like your collection agency working for you, right? Behind the scenes. And it is vital. It is absolutely vital. It works really well. And so we love getting everybody set up. In fact, we've trained our personnel, our staff. If someone brings out a check, hey, hold on, how come you're not in the portal? Let's go ahead and get this set up on the portal and we'll do it right there with them and get their account set up and get it set up on the ACH. Boom. That is a huge part of what we're doing and it's improving our collections. It is improving it so fast. And so portal adoption is where it's at. It's a great tool to drive your growth, to drive your NOI, is getting all the money that's owed to you collected. When you do that, business works really, really well, right? Guys, as you go out there and work on your days and your gifts and your properties, I'm going to tell you, there's so many things that are in the multifamily business that come and as an operator trying to understand all the little pieces, there's levers, right? And there's teaching and there's coaching. Even if you have a third-party management company that does this, you still are ultimately responsible. So you've got to understand the nuances that can come into your business and what are you inspecting? What are your expectations, guys? Watching all that stuff and with granular certainty is how you make your numbers grow, guys. If you believe it, you can achieve it and your paradise is possible.